Ship's Log, Entry 10-34 Dracus lives. The feral creatures known as Tully's monsters somehow managed to retrieve Wendy McDonald and Kodazar from the Mind Flare Dyson Sphere without killing the valuable Elder Brain General. This ensures that the current and profitable state of civil war will continue in the Far Realm. Along the way, Captain Slack Dumil's strike team uncovered some very interesting facts that could be leveraged for maximum brand synergy. Fact 1. The revanchist faction of the conflict is investing in a technology known as a Matryoshka brain. This hypothetical megastructure would effectively turn an entire star into a computer hive mind. Once this stellar engine is mastered, the processing power of the alien empire would be effectively infinite. In other words, Illithids would be able to turn an entire solar system into a single mind. Fact 2. The Barry Brainbuster was a complete success. Although this field test was unauthorized, the weaponization of the classified Barry project appears to have completed all of its target goals. The immense psychic might of a towering elder brain was reduced to mere psychic tremors, resulting in a complete defeat. This will have major ramifications if a Mind Flayer colony attempts to launch a gelato, shaved ice, or frozen yogurt startup. Fact 3. Many of the most dangerous operators in the Far Realm have been compromised. The Elder Brain, Dracus, will need to recover for a significant amount of time. Rommel, the experimental GIF hybrid, has been killed in action, and the fairy hybrid, Wendy, has been grounded. Only the angelic Admiral Grice, the creators of the mysterious Farmouth Cubes, and the dying beholder Yaush remain to rival Lickums for economic control of the sector. Luckily, Admiral Grice considers himself an ally of the Velvet Fox's initiative. The Formith architects are missing in action, and Yaush is dying at a seemingly irreversible rate. The wormhole engine is secure. Nothing can stop us now. Quinn, I have a question for you. When I send you a TikTok, does it at all feel like you're playing Russian roulette? <laughs> there's a big risk factor that sometimes goes along with it, but I I live for danger when it comes to TikTok. Um, I know you have uh, something you want to say, but I'm just a note. Uh, when you scroll through TikTok, you'll get live streams. <laughs> and every so often when I hit a live stream, it's like this stream has sensitive content do you want to watch it every time i hit yes and i'm terrified at what's going to happen it's almost always mortal Kombat, and that's why <laughs> but like one day i'm just like i'm gonna click in and it's just gonna be like lizards devouring panda bears or something like it's just gonna be something horrifying yeah i, I have to ask because i i'm realizing as i send you tiktoks uh every uh with increasing frequency there's like a 50% chance it's either going to be like, oh, this was a cute bunny I saw, or hey, this is someone's speculative horror about the flesh nodules that eat your emotions. This, yeah. <laughs> this is, in my experience, everyone who uses TikTok to like DM TikToks to people, that's, no one is consistent in the TikToks they send anyone. It's all just like, hey, here's, 
here's the complete opposite ends of, of how I'm feeling today. My girlfriend keeps sending me uh, thirst traps of the spot from uh, Spider-Verse, and I don't really, <laughs> I don't really know what to oh. do with this. I thought you meant the spot from Cool Spot, the video game, and I was like, I mean, if he's getting traction in the two- 2020s, I mean, good for him, because he hasn't been real popular in a while. Well, maybe it's time for his comeback. Last we left the adventure, on that note, you all learned uh, Yausha's plan, y- Yausha's uh, ice ice scheme, I think you were calling it, yeah. which is to steal the Rezubian and use the engine Trizzy's been building all season to save the galaxy, save the universe, uh, but in the process make himself and the beholders like the heroes of all creation, so beloved, join galactic civilization, and then use that <laughs> leverage basically to ice the Mind Flayers out, make themselves uh, beloved and make Mind Flayers the enemy of all sapient life. Uh, so that's not great. Um, in, in return, uh, Yaush is going to keep doing his thing eventually. He's got to unbury his brain, but I'm sure they'll get it to that eventually. Uh, we're rejoining the crew. You're all on the Tully, and you're on your way back to the Zubian. So there's a moment here to kind of discuss things before you get back to the, the ship. I think uh, Cammy is going to take the uh, thumper back just so you have all the ships available. But right now the scene is, Max, you're flying the Tully. Everyone else mm-hmm. is here in the, the belly of this ship. Uh, Wendy and Cortazar are still unconscious, but uh, what are you all talking about as you putter through space? I, I would just like to say I love how this dovetails with like canonical Mind Flayer lore of having to go back in time to stop their empire from falling. <laughs> it, it's, it's, ooh, ooh, it's, 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 it's a little details. I love it. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I will, I'll note one quick mechanical thing before we get going. I know that last episode, um, at least Max, but I forgot who else got a level of exhaustion. Um, but because Max is a ranger with the depth explorer, uh, feature, they can decrease their exhaustion by one during any short rest. So, Nice. They're, they're recovering from that. But anyways, Ma- Max is just yeah, just flying along, muttering some stuff to themselves about just like what's been happening. And uh, they seem a bit on edge, almost like they're trying to push the Tully to go a little bit faster than it normally can and failing to do so because the Tully's not meant for speed. It's a puttering thing. Yeah. Trizzy is running around the ship trying to work out like sort of running around asking everyone, is there any way we can get a message back to the Resubian before we get back there? Because I feel like I know we've got Yash under, like you know, is is locked away and shut away. But can we get that that room put under like ultra mega uh, top level observation security or something? Because uh, I feel like anything we can be doing to like really lock Yash down just just until we can get back is probably worthwhile. According to sensors, you're out of range to send that message, but we'll be in shortly. So we will. Uh, after a little bit of conversation, you'll be in range to, to say that. Uh, Max will say, hopefully they put yeah, uh, the uh, the anime stuff that uh, Yaush is watching on one of those like filler episode marathons that's just there to pad out a season no, no, because and it just they, doesn't go anywhere. No, but if they put them on a filler season, they're, they're going to get bored watching and start going, maybe I make my scheme to get out of here. We need it to be all killer, no filler, so that they don't want to stop watching. It depends. Sometimes the show will have better filler than the canon stuff. 
<laughs> yeah, but are you willing to... Like, that's not common. Are you willing to risk the Resubian on the fact that whatever show Yash is watching has a good filler arc happening? I mean, I just think when Shmoku gets his license is better than anything else in that entire franchise. It informs a lot about the characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's look. That is that's that's like a one in one in a million arc. Like you, you, you really want to run that risk, and that it's not like the thirty-five episode long. I'm gonna try and order some tofu. Oops, they're out of tofu. I'll go try the other store. No, that one's out of tofu too. Arc. I think we gotta pivot pivot Yosh away from anime and more onto like true crime podcasts. That'll probably take up his time for a bit. But again, that's that's just gonna be free advice on how to get away with crime. I just googled best anime filler arc just to make a joke about one of these shows. Can I say number two on Google's list? Haruhi Suzumiya's Endless Eight. You're insane. You're you are literally certifiably insane. It's the craziest thing anyone's ever said. The second best of anything. Just actually, look. I'm gonna say hot, hot take. Yu-Gi-Oh's Waking the Dragon arc is legitimately great. <laughs> Let's get some bounce in here, you know? Everyone loves the bounce. <laughs> I I did I did like the bounce, but I was also twelve when I watched that. There you go. How old Yaush? Oh my god. <laughs> uh maybe thirteen. I don't know. Like how old how old do the beholders get? I don't know. Matters. He loves the bounce. <laughs> how long beholders live? I feel like it's quite long. A hundred. A hundred? That's, that's, that's as younger than I thought. It quite short. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was longer. <laughs> Do they just deflate? <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently their eye stalks lose power, is what it says over time. So <laughs> they, get, they get glaucoma? <laughs> I, I guess that at some point before a hundred, like, you run the risk of, oops, I dreamed up another me that was younger than me and killed me. Like, the risk of that gets higher the longer you live. Oh no, I'm young and hot again. Oh no, I'm dead! Oh. Uh, Zaytsuya is gonna kind of look out the window and say, like, I just feel like vibes-wise, we're going to get the back to the ship and Yaush has already gotten out. I've already prepared myself for this scenario. <sighs> it's not a bad idea to prepare for the worst, but uh, I'm doing what I can. You're right. Yaush wanted to be on our ship from the moment I think we we commenced our boarding action. It seems like it was his plan all along. Uh, well, Beefert's saying this. He's also like taking measurements of um, like uh, Wendy's uh, uh, wings to try to figure out how he can make a prosthetic for her. Um, uh, after he finishes that, he kind of sh- uh, dusts off his hands and goes, I think we should try to analyze what we know about the immediate data we received before uh, all communication cut down to try to figure out it, where what went wrong if we have to effectively save the world harder than him. Um, well, all we really know is that it seems like all of the markets started crashing and then communications went. And uh, it is impossible to know with any certainty how long of a string of events led to that happening. Like, maybe we just show up a day before the markets crashed and go like, hey, everyone be a little chill with your trades and maybe that's fine. Maybe we've got to go back, like, 20 years and, like, stop some economic policies taking place. It is really difficult to know how far back we've got to go to preempt a market crash we know nothing really about other than 
every all the numbers went down and then nothing. Can we sabotage that uh, black hole drive? Isn't that what he needs to go back? I mean, we can sabotage the black hole drive with the understanding that we are throwing away the only chance we have of either going home or going home before the world ended back home. And that's not necessarily a problem, but that's a thing that we need to consider, is we can stop Yaush fucking around with time, but that does mean we, we everyone, everyone on the ship's got to be okay with we don't ever go home or prevent maybe the deaths of all of our loved ones back home. Like, that might be a thing. Like, if we might be able to go back to before everyone we know is dead. And that's going to be a hard sell to, to, to throw that away. Frankly, I don't consider it an option to throw it away. Like, I, I've not got much to go back for, but I get that that is not everyone's deal. Yeah, I'm just not super familiar with what would happen causally. I mean, causality 101 was one of those electives I kind of skipped during cadet, uh, cadet school, so I, I don't really have quite the training on how to negotiate the situation if we are going to go back in time. Yeah, do you want to roll religion? Uh, I sure can. Uh, <laughs> would you? Would you? Would you? Oh, oh, that, okay. Uh, the 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 resident celestial rolls a natural twenty. On we're gonna have to retcon what you just said, Max. <laughs> uh, throw in a twenty-one from from Trizzy. I got a sixteen, but I don't think that matters. <laughs> A 21 and 21, a crit. Uh, so I think, yeah, Max, instead of saying you don't remember, I think you remember exactly. <laughs> I, I, will say that, I will say that Max slept through the class because they already knew the answers is going to be the explanation in this yeah, case. I don't remember what happened. Wait, no, yes, I do. I remember with crystal clarity. Oh, wait, I actually taught that class. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you say that? There was actually a class during college that I ended up having to teach because I knew the subject matter better than my teachers. Um on a few occasions, so uh, also that was just anyways, but yes, Max is just going to be uh, let's retcon that back, Max like funnily enough, one of the classes I had to take back at cadet school was about causality on the under the presumption that if our work on the art runners got advanced enough, you might accidentally travel through time and how to negotiate that, so uh, let me see what I remember. So, and I'm I'm going to. There's a I, there's a few ways I think this could go, Austin, but I'm not sure what was the correct answer about how causality works here. So in the D and D universe, time magic chronomancy is totally a thing. One of the b the best spells in the game is time stop. Uh, mm -hmm. So this is an established thing with rules. I will say there's a whole species of creature, the Inevitables, who are all about uh, time travel. Their whole thing is like trying to keep people from breaking the timeline. I try not to dip too much into time travel stuff because it can get confusing. I've only done it before because of characters' backstories uh, involving time travel. This time I'm doing it kind of a, as an homage to Star Trek, which often deals in time travel. I don't know if you want me to say that. <laughs> that's like too much uh, uh, looking behind the <laughs> 
the curtain at the wizard. But um, yeah, so the way that this is basically going to work is that if you go back and just change a little thing, uh, the inevitables, these kind of like super angelic robots almost, these otherworldly uh, mechanical beings can kind of clean up causality. That's their whole job. They're kind of like mm -hmm. uh, the Langoliers from Stephen King's Langoliers. <laughs> like They're like creatures that uh, clean up time detritus uh, so that you can kind of do what you, what Yaush is thinking, go back in time and save people. But too big of a change can uh, draw their ire. They might attack you if you just fuck things up too much. Um, the best way to do this and not cause a timeline split because, like, the chief concern here is you go back in time, you save your friends and family, and then when you come back to the future, uh, you, the friends and family you saved are not yours from your timeline. Like, your friends and family are still dead in that other timeline, and the ones you saved are, like, some other version of you's friends and family, which is not ideal. Mm -hmm. To make those match, you want to get them as close as possible so that the inevitables can kind of tidy that up and make it all make sense. So what I would say is... Uh, this big blackout in time communication or this big blackout in communication between soul and the far realm. If when you go back, you uh, not only save the world, but cause some kind of big blackout <laughs> that maybe this has been the same universe the whole time. Maybe you're already living in the timeline you saved and this is a stable time loop. Okay. Okay. So we, we've got to make something plausibly, deniably, maybe that maybe this is what we lived through in the first loop. We don't know this isn't what always happened. Literally, yes. You need to make you need to engineer a situation in where the the blackout that happened in episode one was you. Yeah. Okay. And and and, and like there's other things like you know if there's an opportunity to stop, uh, let's say Yaush from establishing the baseline tech for formith can't stop that because that would cause too much of a deviation in the other but the timeline unless you're i don't know somehow powerful enough to defeat an inevitable you know we we literally need to create a grandfather paradox so that things stabilize yeah with the crit i'm telling you explicitly that unless mm -hmm. you want a challenge rating 23 kind of creature coming after you mm -hmm. you kind of have to do a very specific thing um, mm -hmm. which uh, that could have been a fun surprise because they are wildly powerful and fun to attack with. Uh, they <laughs> but, sure are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need to save the world in such a way as that no one ever knows, uh, which is the opposite of Yaush's plan, which is to make himself the the most uh, celebrated hero of all time. Mm -hmm. I, I can't believe the inevitables are like, look, the, the foundation of reality is kind of crumbling apart, but we're not going to we're not going to just let you white out this part <laughs> part and fix it. No. Yeah. They're they're persnickety is what I would say about the inevitables. They're they're a bunch of uh Discord moderators. <laughs> if you if you, yeah. if you can't fix it with a little bit of whiteout and rewriting, if you have to like scrap the page and start over, that's too big of a change. You try not to get ban hammered. <laughs> uh, All right, well I, I suppose hmm, it's weird because like right now alright, all right, I I don't uh, delve too deep into like possibilities we should hopefully get there as soon as we can but yeah we'll have to if we are able to go back then we'll have to definitely come up with a plan to as transparently as possible gosh save yeah save everyone and make sure that we don't get credit for or any knowledge yeah. of us oh, being there. Don't worry, don't worry. I've got a plan. Um it's it's gonna involve me taking the blame for some stuff, but like what if I go on on social media and I like, 
you know, uh, make a, like, pay to have a verified account on social media and then, like, pretend to be some big corporation and say something like, we're making all our products free. And then that can, like, you know, tank the, or all the, all the markets go down. And then I go, lol, sorry, just a prank. And then they all come back up. And what we experienced was just, like, a temporary prank, bro. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You get one of those Gru check marks on your account, and then you just sort of do a little impersonation. Yeah, that could yeah. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just like you know the the the, ne- the all the things going down is just like it took a while to like re- restart the servers after my epic prank, bro. Footnote for this episode: <laughs> Twelve years ago, when this episode was recorded, someone did something very funny with insulin prices. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was old at the time that we were recording this. It's getting <laughs> even older by the time you hear it. But all right, so the Tully is within radio range of the Resubian. You want to open up a channel, uh, Trizzy? Yeah, yeah, Trizzy's going to open up a channel. Uh, hey, hey, uh, Resubian, uh, we got, we got anyone, anyone answering hails at the moment? Yes, Engineer Trizzy, it is I, Captain Slack Dumil. Hello. Cool, cool, um, do you know for certain where Yaush is at the moment? I do. In fact, I have some news for you. Do, you do? You, you do. Um... Unfortunately, our guest, Yaush the Beholder, suffered a seizure event and has been taken into uh, the medical wing for treatment by Dr. Joven. Is he definitely still inside of the medical bay at this moment? Can you tell that for certain? I will check, Engineer Trizzy. My understanding is that the patient is now stable. Okay, as soon as you know where where Yaush is, we need to to activate Pineapple Protocol. We need to lock the entire ship down. Yaush cannot move around the ship. Buford's gonna nudge his head into frame. Uh, if if Yosh is unconscious, wake him up. <laughs> I am not a doctor, so I cannot suggest a course of treatment to Doctor Joven, but I will communicate your okay. desires. Um, as 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 captain, I feel like you might need to instruct the doctor in this one case. We feel there is a very real risk of uh, Yosh using um, um take it. Blah, blah, blah. We believe there is a very real risk of Yaush enacting a plan any moment now that could involve rewriting the fabric of time in order to make Beholders a supremacist species that has control of the universe. It is imminent and we need to lock the ship down regardless of what the doctor's doctor-based advice is. When you start talking about rewriting reality, I think uh, Captain Duviel says... Uh, Trizzy, when you get back, can you check into the uh, psych bay for no, me just to get a uh, quick checkup? No, no, Captain, <laughs> Captain, Captain, I'm going to admit something to you now because I need you to take this seriously. I created an engine that can get us home. I know this is against your explicit uh, your explicit orders. I've created an engine that can get us home. Yaush has been planning to get onto the Resubian this entire time to take advantage of that ship. We need to lock the Resubian down. All right, it comes out. Everybody knows now. Uh, yep. There's a, a big moment of silence. Um, the captain says after that passes, Should we wait for you to board the Rezubian before locking down the entire ship? If we activate Pineapple Protocol now, you will not be able to board. If you can confirm that Yaush is in the medical base still, please lock the ship down, at least until we can get back. We can lift it to, to board us back on if we have to. Make sure that Yaush is not able to move around that ship if you can confirm Yaush is in medical bay. I've just received word from Dr. Joven that Yaush is unconscious and has been returned to Dot's room after being successfully stabilized. 
Okay, can you confirm if there is anyone currently down in my area in the depths of the ship? You know what? Yeah, the the captain can do that. Uh, he scans the whole ship and says, I can confirm that there are no uh, life forms aboard the ship which are unaccounted for, Engineer Trizzy. Okay, uh, I would I would ask that you enact the pineapple protocol right now. We can we can deal with if it needs to be lifted for us to enter the ship. That is fine, but until we are back, please lock down that ship as as solidly as possible. Uh, question: the captain's ability to scan for mines on the ship does that only account for intelligent mines? Um, <laughs> you mean like would it pick up a rat? Uh, I think I, I'm wondering if it would pick up like the little spectators a beholder can make. That's a great question. I guess nature is the role there. I don't know if you okay. know that off the top of your head. Oh, gully I was going to say, I thought you were going to say, like, they had to pick up Barry. Is 17. Barry an intelligent life? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, with that, I'll tell you that, yes, the, the captain could detect a spectator. I think as you get down to, like, insect level, that it would essentially be white noise. Um, like, the, the captain isn't aware of every single rat and uh you know uh ladybug that has snuck aboard but a, a, a spectator has like enough thoughts going like you know k even if it's just like kill 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 that he could pick up on that so 17 i'm gonna tell you there are no spectators aboard okay we should also uh prep mythical bay because we do have one injured person and one buffoon who i think tripped i don't actually <laughs> remembered but one person might need emergency help yeah. Yep, Wendy and Cortazar will be put in med bay when you get back. Uh, okay. Can I actually get perception rolls from everybody? Sure. Perception. 24. 20. 24. With a 24 and 24, Trizzy and Max, uh, you, both of you uh, look at the scanners. Both of you were extremely literate with these uh, devices. And you see uh, pings on the radar from uh, IFF. Um, readings. That's uh, identification friend or foe. So there are other ships out here is what I'll tell you right now with the 24s. Uh, so specifically, they are coming up as foe outside of the Tully. There's like a, a squadron. So like six enemy ships. Yeah, we need to we need to get on the ship and get this ship either ready to defend against an onslaught or to run. <sighs> Okay. This is suddenly the most important ship in the galaxy. Uh, hmm, I'm trying to debate all these things here. Um, so like, we, we, there's us in the Tully. There's Cami in the Thumper, and we're and we also have pings from other ships approaching us that are indicating foe. Correct. There are six ships which are appearing like red on your radar, as opposed to the Thumper, which is like blue on your radar. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I will say that at this point, Max is going to uh, activate their pilot senses to give themselves basically uh, uh, some bonuses if they have to do any sort of evasive maneuvers or other shenanigans coming up here as the signals get closer while just being on the ready. Um, they might say, do we want to uh, hail them at all or do we want to just try to figure out who is approaching? I mean, I'm I'm going to take a wild stab at the dark. That um, yeah, this Yash's plan is happening, and that uh, yeah, they they're coming for the ship. This could be Yash's plan activating, or 
they might have, I don't know how they've been monitoring Yaush's medical state, but he was saying if he died, oh. uh, they'd be alerted. And he just had a seizure and had to go to a medical bay. They might be aware that he is dying. Yeah, neither of these is ideal. Um, if we can maybe assure them that he is alive and that we're treating him to the best of our ability, that might alleviate the situation. All right, I'll I'll tr- I'll pull him up on comms. Let's see what happens. And Max tries to you know use the uh, controls to establish communications with the nearest uh, foe that seems to be on radar. All right, you open communications. You get a message in Undercommon. Do you speak Undercommon, or does anyone aboard? I, I speak Undercommon. All right, Trizzy. You hear the message come from. Uh, the you know the the speak the comms on on the Tully and say that uh, this is uh, a member of uh, General Dracus's fleet requesting permission to switch IFF designations. Interesting. Um, who 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 are we speaking with? Uh, the person identifies himself as a, a pilot. For Dracus and just tells you, I am Dracus. We are all Dracus. Dracus is me. Uh, at this point, I'm like popping up a little data pad and I'm, uh, CNC is starting to write something in it. Can, all right. Mm-hmm. Is, is there an IFF reading for like the enemy of my enemy is currently, <laughs> is currently allied with me? Uh, I don't know. Like, so IFFs are a real thing. I didn't just make yeah. this up. This is uh, how like you identify like uh, you know targets in a uh, for missiles and stuff. It's like some people are marked as friendly and some people are uh, not. So I there's probably some kind of de- designation for like a neutral party, but he like specifically he's trying to like exchange friend codes with you so that uh, mind flayers will see. We're gonna street pass yeah. now. So generally, <laughs> I understand what you're saying. I feel like the the only thing that I'm trying to assess here, and maybe there's a role for this, is to know whether doing this isn't going to in any way, like for example, lead the Razubian who are currently under Pineapple Protocol to go, ah, friendly ships, we should trust them, no questions asked, etc. Like how much are we suggesting about these ships by doing this? I think this is a history role to understand the greater context, is what I would say. A uh, history. Yeah. yeah. I can I can do that. Uh thirteen. Narrowly avoided a botch with my plus eleven. Ah, see I took the botch this time with a two. Uh, okay, so the group fails and we have a botch. Here's what I'll say is that uh, I'll give you a little bit, which is that there will be consequences, uh, but with the botch, I'm going to make the consequences more severe. So basically, turning them down will be bad, and also agreeing will be bad. Uh, that doesn't seem nice and fair, but also there are good there are good things to having this guy on your side, or also being seen as an enemy of the mind flayers. I know this seems like an unfair choice, but like this is one of those things is like the optics are not great, but also having a fleet to defend you pretty good. The botch is just going to be that the optics are going to be more extreme than I was planning. 
in each direction. Yeah. See, being seen as turning down Dracus will be more harshly punished and being seen as being on Dracus' si- Dracus's side. This is this is some alpha protocol shit right here. It's just um, like, this, there's a positive and negative yeah, to either Tr- choice. Trezy's gonna put the call on and be like, ah, uh, we're just gonna be on hold for like two seconds. We'll be right back. We're just gonna find our friend code. We'll be right back. Um, would it surprise you that Alpha Protocol low-key one of my favorite games? <laughs> I, I, uh, it's, it's, I, I love it too. So. <laughs> yeah. Tri- Trizzy turns around and goes, um, interpersonal relationships and dynamics are not my thing. Um, I would appreciate all of your input. Um, they want to swap friend codes. Uh, optics of allowing uh, allying with Dracus, damaging potentially to the, the peace accords. Um However, the benefit is a fleet of ships to protect us. That said, if Yaush is enacting a plan on the ship, the I don't think he, uh, his armada is going to come in and blow him up at that point because his goal is to capture the ship. I, I will throw out there that if the choices are, you know, have a bunch of extra resources right now that help us prevent like the rewriting of time in the favor of the Beholders... But the optics are kind of bad versus, oh yeah, let time get rewritten, but like we have clean optics on our hands. Like maybe we gotta, maybe we gotta get a little greasy. I'm not, sh- what I mean is I'm not sure what they can provide in stopping Yaush on the ship currently. Well, I mean, not necessarily, but the problem is, is like, Look, I'm just going to put it this way. If all of those other ships hanging out around the Rezubian, you know, decide to put pull their guns and go take down the Pineapple Protocol so that Yaush can go do do their thing, or we blow your ships up, like, there are things that could happen where it might still be beneficial to have, to not be the one not combat-built ship floating outside of the Rezubian. So, Austin, um... I said I was writing a message. Uh, I want to send a message to Admiral Grice. Um, and basically give him the information of like, hey, we, the Rezubian is in trouble. Um, you know, Dracus is doing this stuff. And fill him in on the plans from uh, Dracus. I understand that was like a thing that we were not supposed to do. But I'm using a feature uh, that I didn't mention before from the linguist feat I took where I could create written ciphers that others can't decipher unless they teach them or they succeed on a DC 25 intelligence check. Holy shit. What a Chekhov's gun. This is your first downtime when you had the blood milkshake full of nanobots. Yeah, and uh, Grice and I uh, fucking mind melded, so he knows. I, I can create a cipher that would be very specific just to me that Grice should be able to like piece together. Oh my god, you like, really did. Like, my, my hope is that Grice gets this and understands, like, okay, I know the Rezubian suddenly is now designated as a Dracus thing, but there's a reason for that, and we could maybe, the heat won't come off of that, basically. That's a fucking genius plan! Look at you! Hell yeah! I kind of want to try to solve this puzzle that uh, <laughs> CC's making, though. I'd very, I'd very much like to do that. <laughs> I can create you puzzles later. Yeah. Well, look, I think you've I think you have solved some some of Austin's puzzles. That's fucking great. 
Yeah, there's no role for that. That's just a feature you have. So yeah. uh, it sounds like you are going to swap friend codes with uh, the Mind Flayers, but you are going to put out a coded message to someone very high up in the resistance who will let everyone know that you haven't actually like uh, gone, you haven't deserted, you haven't become a turncoat. Uh, so that's... We, we are doing something with bad optics because the alternative is way fucking worse than you're you're imagining. All right, I think that works perfectly. All the uh ship indicators on your radar turn blue uh and the mind flare pilot says an undercommon again uh says to you Trizzy that uh they've noticed some increased beholder activity in the area so they're just going to guard their Azubian at a distance they actually probably ask like at what distance should we uh you know circle <laughs> just like what's we're going to we're going to be out here running an interference where do you want us um honestly anything you can do that keeps that keeps like a barrier of distance away from the Azubian and like keeps a perimeter going is great for us right now we need to just keep the Azubian in a space of its own for a little while all right. Yeah, perfect. So now you have a bunch of guards. If this breaks out into a dogfight, uh, you can approach the Azubian. They will drop Pineapple Protocol so you can dock and then put it back up. Uh, only the team can move around the ship is the way the Pineapple Protocol works. Um, and you all can get off uh, the Tully. Uh, and what do you what do you want to do? So you're you're on the ship now, unless there's something else you want to establish. You're gonna put Wendy in the infirmary. Uh, quarters are in the infirmary. Uh, Yaush <laughs> Yaush is locked in. I guess it's Yaush's room now. I keep calling it Dot's room. Dot moved out. It's yeah, it's Yaush's room now. Um, mm-hmm. for for Trizzy, priority number one is go and talk to the captain and just put all of her cards on the table about about what the situation is. Like, consequences be damned, the captain needs to know what we're playing with here. Yeah, I think we should all, we should, yeah, let's do that group group scene first. You're all called to the bridge. Uh, Captain Slack Dumil is in his big tank, um, and he says, Uh, Tully's monsters, I am both enraged and confused, but Uh, I'm willing uh, to listen. uh, Captain, I'm sorry to interrupt, this is all on me. I did this without any of the rest of the crew um, of, of the team being aware. I, I This is entirely on me uh, until we went on the mission we have just gotten back from. None of them knew what was going on. Um, so, I'm just going to say it. Despite your orders, I have been working on a way to get the Rizubian home. I created an engine... That, as it turns out, uh, could not only warp us home safely physically across space, but also, uh, as it turns out, across time. Uh, which may be a factor, because um, everything we know back home might be gone, and maybe the only chance of going back home is to go back home back in time and stop the end of Soul. That, I, I I have made preparations that the ship is strong enough to survive that trip, that this is something we could do, we could do any time. But that is also why Yaush is here. Yaush is here having discovered through uh, Formeth, uh, and through through the spying on the ship, and has discovered that this exists, and basically wants to use the Rizubian to 
go back and rewrite time to make beholders the primary species, and... If that news gets out further than Yaush, I suspect there will be other groups who will also want the Rizubi, and right now we have an incredibly desirable ship that could be used for a lot of different purposes, and we either need to work out how to permanently not make Yaush using this ship a potential problem, or if we're going to use it ourselves, and if so, what we use it for. Wow, I actually had never thought about that, the thing you just said, Laura, is like broadcasting that you have the most valuable ship in the universe, and then standing back, Godzilla.gif, let them fight. Um, <laughs> that's I mean, extremely I mean, tasty. that is, that isn't, yeah, it's it's an option <laughs> on the table. Uh, Captain Dumil, though, will say to your summary that we do not know how far to go back or where or what to do when we get there, so using it ourselves is not currently a great option. You are correct. We were talking about that on the way back. Um, at the time when I designed the ship's jump, it was under the understanding that home was probably fine and that we just, like, so, you know, that we could just hop back there physically and it'd be fine. Which, obviously things are a little more complicated, not knowing how far back we would have to hop to undo whatever nebulous event happened. You know who does seem to know? Yaush. Captain, could you pull that information from his mind? Strike team member Buford Gubbins, that is an intriguing suggestion. It would be highly unethical, although I can already see your retort that ethics don't matter when stakes these high. I would also remind you that you are currently on legally thin ice, considering your previous antics with a dismembered head. So a lot of a lot of things to consider here. I would, before crossing that ethical line, suggest a more traditional interrogation of Yaush upon his ability to do so. We cannot push his medical situation too far without killing him, which would result in all of our deaths and the destruction of the Rezubian. So, uh, I will alert all of you once he is in a shape to discuss. Uh, then, if that fails, we can dis we can entertain a more invasive procedure. Yeah, Buford will just nod to that. It's interesting here because, you know, Trizzy just admitted to doing something uh, she was told not to do, and we know Buford also did something he wasn't supposed to do. But you all committing to the peace mission last episode, I think, has... Uh, stabilize the situation somewhat. That's not like there's never going to be any consequences for any of this. But the, if the version you came back covered in Dracus's blood, I feel like is what <laughs> the one where uh, the captain starts shooting people out the airlock. <laughs> it's just like, all right, which one of you's got to go out first? Eeny, meeny, miny, you. Yeah, I mean, we discussed it, but like, if if if, if this ends with Buford saying I did everything, it's all my fault. I feel like you get taken away in handcuffs, and then you don't mm -hmm. play Buford anymore. Is how that would have ended there. Can, can can I reveal what our plan was going to be if that occurred? Absolutely. I was going to be Gronk. <laughs> oh, we also spit out King Humongous, which is just a tantalizing idea for me. But Gronk felt like the better character. Yeah, in fact, what I want to do before Yash wakes up is four little scenes here as everyone waits. Uh, Trizzy, we're going to start with you and Gronk. Um, everyone else, 
feel free to roll hit dice. Uh, we haven't long rested, so you don't get your spell slots back or anything, but you should be at full health. We're, we'll see what goes on, but just for the record, that is where we are. Uh, Trizzy, you, where, well, where do you go? Because I want you to have a conversation with Gronk, who is now a completely alive person, thanks to the spell Awaken, and you made some choices about Gronk last episode. Yeah. Um, I think Trizzy is in a somewhat uncharacteristic move for her, not just going to default to down in the the grim dark depths of the ship um and is gonna go head to the bar just somewhere where there are people and like sociable things happen where people socialize generally Ooh, i love that yeah so andre's place the the ship's bar uh you can summon uh gronk out of the light uh you know d- dispenser what's we call that like the little module that makes him appear because, I mean, this is, you know, uh, you know, remember the Chow from Sonic Adventure 2? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a version of uh, this where you are very callous about uh, this man and he becomes extremely disgruntled. But uh, you've been nothing yeah. but uh, thoughtful. Um, yeah, so Trizzy's, Trizzy's going to summon Grown Cat and be like, hey, um, sorry about that. Um I, I did not stop to think about the fact that everything would, was a bit intense in there. Uh, you do, you doing all right? Uh, yeah, hello, my uh, friend, Trizzy. I am doing a, a lot better now. The blood didn't follow me into the, mo- the, into the, 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 the projector. Um, yeah, I'm glad. That would be a very... Str- I don't like the thought of blood following you in there. That would be weird and gross. Yeah, I never had much thought about things being gross before. It's a not really a logical concern unless they're a vector for pathogens, but I can't be infected by a biological agent. Mm. So why should I even care? It's weird that I care. Well, I mean, look, sometimes things are just gross despite not being actively harmful to you. Like... Good example. Um, Trizzy points over to one of the ice cream machines in Andre's place and goes, that ice cream machine has hot dog with garlic relish and pickle juice dipped ice cream. And that's not going to hurt me. But I don't want to eat it. Hmm. I don't know anything about any of those flavors. Can I taste? I... I... I, I don't know. Should we go find out? <laughs> just a, a little a light goblin putting its mouth on the nozzle and <laughs> just giving itself hot dog ice cream. <laughs> um, yeah. I Yeah. Is this a Pinocchio situation? Does Gronk become more of a real boy or is he always going to be like a technological thing? I don't know the answer to that and I don't think Trizzy knows the answer either. <laughs> wow. Um that's an interesting question. So I think uh, Gronk is like guzzling ice cream and saying like, I can, my sensors indicate the chemical composition of saltiness and tanginess and sweetness, but I don't know that I'm experiencing it in the same way as you. Can you, is there anything you can do to help me taste it more? Okay. Okay. How do I, hmm. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, I think I've got this. I think I've got this. Um, Andre, <laughs> can we get, like, can we get whipped up, like, a comparing platter of, like, 
the thing that ice cream is based on and the ice cream in a couple of combos. Anything for you, Trizithy? Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> keep that machine. I'll keep that machine working every day. <laughs> Even your gross hot dog one. <laughs> Andre goes to make a tasting platter. Um, do you want to roll maybe uh, your your proficiency because this is your whole thing to like make some upgrades to Gronk to to make the sensors more sensitive or delicate? Yeah. Yeah, because I, th- I think I think the way that, like, Trizzy's going about this, other than, like, trying to mechanically help, is to be like, hey, these things share flavours between different forms, and, like, maybe that's a way of being like, this is similar to this, and trying to make that work. Um, let's have a look. So, with proficiency, 16. Yeah, I was looking for a 15, so that works. I, I don't think with, like, a wrench and pliers you can suddenly create like a indistinguishable from uh flesh like goblin creature but i think you can tune the technology so much that it's like westworld uh you know adjacency um we were actually talking about westworld earlier but um it's yeah it's like it's like at a first glance you can make this person uh pretty pretty much uh, indistinguishable here here's a thought yeah uh while you're rooting around in the projector while you're making changes i think maybe uh gronk flickers and like uh, you know, suddenly like gets like a big arm and a small a small head or something like it changes his physical appearance. And he says, "Oh, can I? Am I allowed to touch any of those controls?" Oh, yeah, of course. Sorry, I realize it's probably I. Sorry, force of habit. Didn't think about it. Is there anything I that either I can tweak with or that I can help you tweak? I I was I was just thinking maybe just checking some things out, just trying them on. Yeah, like a dress up montage. I mean, go go yeah, go go ahead, go ahead. Here's uh, let me talk you through it. Um, definitely. Let's let's fashion montage. What does Gronk want to be? <laughs> you know, like in a character creator in a video game where you can like change everything, but it's like set in a scene. It's not like a blank void, like in um, Fallout 4 where you're in the bathroom. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. I'm imagining you two sitting at the bar trying different flavors of ice cream while Gronk cycles through like elf, ogre, <laughs> dragon. This is like at the bar, <laughs> it's just changing size and shape and getting weird with the sliders, yeah. doing monster factory stuff. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> uh, and in between each like hit, each hit of the random button, being like, "Oh yeah, I can see the difference between ice cream that is an amalgamation of the sweet and saltiness of hot dog ice cream versus hot dog with textures and separated flavors." Yeah, you're like calibrating, f- like physically, emotionally, spiritually, all the different elements uh, with Gronk. <laughs> And most importantly, it's completely selfless. Like, this is not going to give you a bonus to anything. This is not yeah. helping, uh, you know, Trizzy as a character sheet. Um, I think. Oh, it Gron- actively took a thing away from my character sheet. <laughs> <laughs> I think the body that Gronk would want is like his whole experience has been on this Illithid ship. He was originally programmed to be an Illithid. Dot's whole thing was helping the Illithid project. I think he would want an Illithid body. Um,. Do you think it's a goblin illithid, or like how close do you think he feels to the goblin identity, or does he want to get away from that? I feel like he probably wants to get away from that. Like I feel like there is a a pretty strong degree of whether it's conscious or not. I don't know, but I think having having an, something of his own in his in his identity. All right. 
I was thinking of the uh, illithid hybrids we haven't used. Uh, what, like if I, we did an angel-bodied one, what about a demon-bodied uh, il- illithid? Oh, demon illithid is good. <laughs> so it's two little goblins sitting at a bar. You look away to drink your malt. <laughs> you know, you're just having a big sip with your best gal at the soda shop. You turn back around, <laughs> there is like a fucking huge hulking demon with like a squid face. Um, I think that's that's what it is. And also, do you think he still wants to be called Gronk? That was the name you gave him. Oh, well, I mean, I th- I think that is a question that Trizzy probably asks in in can like um asks out loud during this montage at some point. Is just like. Are you okay with 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 Gronk as a name, or is that a thing you would want to change? Hmm. I doesn't. Hmm. It does remind me of uh, being forced to do things I don't want to do, which is not ideal. But I don't know that I have one ready. Maybe I need some time to think about it. You don't. Yeah, that's the thing. You don't need one ready. Just. If if at some point you've got one and you'd, you'd rather Gronk not be the name, just let me know and it's it's, it's done. If anyone has uh, an idea, let me know. This is not me playing coy. I am uh, I am exploring the space uh, at the same Kyle. time. I didn't come. What? Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> and you come back. He's punched a hole in every wall in the diner. Uh, also, since the start of this season, I have now become aware of Gronkowski. Is that his name? The the football person. Uh, And the only reason... It didn't even come across Gronkowski himself. There was some story doing the rounds on social media not that long ago about, like, someone whose kid... They rizzed up baby Gronk. (laughs) Yeah, baby Gronk. They they want their kid to be a big... Like, ah, they're the next big deal in football. We're gonna call them baby Gronk despite them being, like, 16 or something. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to leave this whole conversation in, because this, this is about a child being abused by their father. <laughs> this is someone who's oh, basically... Oh, I've, I've missed some of that story then. <laughs> My point being, I didn't... I, I, that was the first I was like, oh, Gronk is a name. Yeah, no, this, there's this guy who decided his young child was going to be the next Gronkowski and is basically forcing him to do it and, like, making him work out 10 hours a day to be, like, unnaturally athletic. And then he had a... I don't know, an interaction with an adult woman where people were saying she was rizzing up baby Gronk. That's the meme. I don't know how else to explain what just happened. I have no context for what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> that is infinitely more than, that's infinitely more than my knowledge, which was I saw the phrase baby Gronk and went, oh, Gronk, that's a, that's a football thing. You were uh-huh. right. <laughs> I'm sorry about all the information I just unloaded on you all. Uh, no, but yes. yeah, sometimes you just gotta you just gotta share the the Gronk lore. <laughs> the Gronk lore. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, yeah. What if he changes his name to Tom Brady? <laughs> Is that better? <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just really feeling. I'm gonna be Bomb Tady. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Um, All you other bomb tadies are just imitaties. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. All right. Uh, so Trizzy, you spend time at Andre's place with Gronk. He uh, is now a huge demon mind flare. He feels strong and confident, uh, terrifying and powerful. Uh, probably is going to be named Bomb Trady next time we see him. Um... <laughs> Who's up next? Max, uh, you have a robot that I want you to talk to. 
Yes. Uh, I, was, I was actually thinking about having that conversation, whether it was going to be like Max and Cammy or just Max with the robot. So either way is fine. Yeah. So to remind everyone, there was a robot inside of the four myth pool where it was drawing like people's aspects from. It's, it, yeah. It was hooked up to the f- mainframe that was drawing from the pool. Yeah. Uh, this robot is inactive, but still somewhere inside of it are things that could be interacted with. How is this looking? Set me up this scene. Um, I assume that what has happened is that Max has probably gotten Cammy to help hook up some like some sort of terminal up to the same ports that the robot was hooked up to uh, to the other mainframe uh, effectively in order to establish some sort of whether some sort of interface to work with to to work with them um, okay so it's you it has the usb uh, you have the usb adapter yeah yes necessary. exactly <laughs> all yeah. right uh try to th- try to think of like some like space scuzzy some type of connector port there it's like <laughs> um but yes uh, uh, this is an old robot so it's probably like the red blue yellow like cables mm-hmm. for a crtv right exactly yeah, it, it's it's old tech, and then Max is just trying to interface with it and and try to ask questions of it and try to understand a little bit more about well, you know who who it is and everything else. So uh, after after some futzing, uh, Max decides to just try to just you know type like hello question mark and just see if there's a response from the from it. Yeah, actually, to see if there's a response, uh, can I get a roll from you? I'm looking at the skills, and I want to say medicine, even though it's a robot, because in the D&D universe, robots are warforged, and they do have you know, anatomy, and they can get healing spells and stuff. I'm wondering if Max using the spell mending at all can help with this, and out of curiosity. Yeah, I think I'll give you advantage. All right, uh, so let's see that. Uh, wow. <laughs> Max rolled a natural 18 and a natural 19 there, so a 22 um, is the result there. Yeah, perfect. So you can use mending to close up some of the superficial like cracks in any of like chips or you know in the motherboard or whatever, and after looking it over, doing some splicing of some cables. Oh, no, it's a scart. Ah, not scart. that. Scart. Oh, shit. No. No. Uh, <laughs> You hook it up to another uh, console that you can type into. You type hello, and after mm-hmm. a moment, you get a response. Just hello? Question mark. Uh, are, are you awake? I guess you are. I don't know why I'm still typing this, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Delete, delete, delete. What delete, delete, delete. <laughs> I believe your name is Ed? Question mark. Send. <laughs> that sounds right. Do you remember anything that has happened in the past several weeks? Time doesn't have much meaning to me. All I know is that I was suffering in captivity and you freed me. I was a prisoner and now I am at peace. Hmm. When did you become at peace when you pulled us out of the pool Uh, it's no problem 
Uh, how did you get trapped there, though? The Formith technology created by an alien species called the Surlon. That's P-S-U-R-L-O-N. Oh, these, 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 oh, these guys, I remember them. <laughs> Everyone's Googling. Yeah, when uh, the Formith arc ended on Away Team, I said, oh, we haven't revealed the creators, huh? And then now you were learning about this. How, how did the Surlon uh, use you for that? They're building an army of heroes to to replace conventional troops. I was a hero in my time, many millennia ago. Hmm. So that, hmm. so was so like so was Yaush, the the beholder, working with the Surlon, or did they steal it, steal you from the Surlon? Yaush stole the Formith technology from the Surlon, while trying to find the source of the Calamity in Seoul. Do you know what the Calamity was in Seoul? No, but the Surlon do. Is it possible to communicate with the Surlon to get that information? Anything is possible. The Formith installation you destroyed can no longer be used to contact them, but you could always go to their homeworld. And the robot uh, sends over, you know, the galactic coordinates if you want to go on a mission to talk to the creators of Formith uh, and try to get the information you're looking for about the, uh, you know, the destruction of Seoul. Uh, that is certainly an option. Is there anything that you'd want me to do with this chassis after we're done here? Perhaps donate it to a museum? <laughs> like, Max will think for a moment. As opposed to returning you to the Surlon? Oh, definitely not that. <laughs> and the robot sends you a, a core, uh, you know, like information for like Valaman Aeronautics, uh, you know, Aviation Museum on earth or something and is like they'll, they'll know why this is anything uh, understood uh, in is there I, I, I doubt there's anything I could answer if you had any questions for me but I, I will say that despite some uh, well despite how Yaush was leveraging things I do want to help oh, Thank you for the help that you provided. It is in our nature to help people, you and I. If if his soul passed on, are we talking to like his pancreas right now? His like robot pancreas? I, I I'm assuming it's just like well I I my 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 thought is this. It's like we're talking to it's like imagine if your computer had a soul and it went away but there's still data on the hard drive and an inter and an IO to interface with it like and it's still because the warforge is what it is it's still able to parse and interact even though it's like listen you know I'm this is just the remains here got it robot you, you, yeah 
You you deleted the AI, but you can still go to the root directory and find the DCIM folder and go <laughs> like, ah, there's my screenshots. There, there you go. Right, exactly. You could go there. Uh, uh, we could uh. You know, we could we could install a, a bootloader, or maybe we could install. Uh, you know, uh, I wonder if you can. Oh shoot, I'm trying to think of a. Uh, oh, we could we could we could jailbreak it and install like uh, some uh, emulators. We could use them as a tasteful hat rack. <laughs> <laughs> That's for the museum to use them uh, to use them uh-huh. for. But so I'm trying to think of. I don't. I don't want to just. Hmm. But yeah. Uh, do you have you had a thought you were gonna share Austin there or? Um, I was just gonna say since you rolled so well twenty one and twenty two, I was gonna just give you like some additional information on the Surlon homeworld you can look over. Like we don't need to get into it now, but uh, just like you know schematics and cultural information stuff you can show the team when you all meet back up. Re- really, the face just kind of looks like a butthole. Just- <laughs> <laughs> don't put that out in the universe. It's it's true though. <laughs> Um, Max is like, well, uh, I will, in that case, I will make sure that we do our best to, uh, keep this chassis looking as good as it can. And assuming that we're able to have a home to return to in Seoul, I'll, we will make sure to deliver you to, uh, uh, the proper museum. Thank you again, and good luck on your adventure. Thank you, and I hope you can finally rest easy. And then they slump back a little bit in their chair, just thinking, "Man, this whole man, this whole thing is just getting wilder with this formid stuff." All right, time to prep up this well, dossier for everyone. And then they're going to go probably chat, chat up with Cammy and uh, get things together to present about the Surlons. Buford, uh, I don't know what you think you're doing, but I think whatever you're trying to do, uh, Ophelia is yelling at you about how you're going to spin uh, the torture stuff and the IFF stuff with the fleet and with uh, Trizzy building an unauthorized engine. Uh, she's taking it out on you because uh, <laughs> you're like the face of misbehaving on the ship now. But uh, there's a lot of things, a lot of optics things that we've have been discussing that are kind of her job. Uh, so she's like chasing you through the halls being like, Oi, what am I supposed to do about this? What, what's the headline here? Like, unhinged robot, tortures head for years? Peace achieved. What, what am I supposed to do with this? Well, frankly, that sounded like a pretty good headline. Um, and all, then Render, who's the only em- employee of the PR uh, situation, <laughs> is like trying to pull her off of you. And like, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix it. Um <laughs> So <laughs> that I don't know. Is there anything you want to achieve? Because usually your downtime scenes are with your sister, but I feel like she's avoiding you because she's mad. And it's really it's if anything, render or Ophelia who you need to allay. Uh, yeah, I've, I mean, I was thinking that it was probably either going to be Bridget or Wendy, but she's unconscious right now because um, uh-huh. of the current situation. Buford is going to, I guess, sit sit back in one of these very <laughs> comparatively small chairs, probably in this PR HR office, and go. All right, let's take this step by step here. Uh, number one, we have the capitated head. Yeah, it's a problem. You're you're worried about the IFF situation. 
Uh, you can spin. The, well, no, we can't. Rev- well, hold on. Question. <laughs> B- Buford has Buford uh, taken out a, a sharpie. He's just started making notes on the wall uh, <laughs> because he needs to map everything out and see it visually. Um, Wanker, what are you doing? <laughs> on my wall? <laughs> just spray it down afterwards. It's fine. Uh, so if we we can't reveal in the past what has occurred uh to like to the wider universe um when we go back in time can we reveal in the current time when we get back slash just catch up what has occurred because i think of leading with hey we averted the collapse of the timeline and also effective probably illithid genocide is a way, good way to kind of cover up some of the other issues. Yeah, so if you're sitting at a, a, a chair in Ophelia's office, like renders posted up sitting on like the edge of the desk and is like, all right, what kind of campaign are you envisioning for we saved reality, but there's no proof? Uh, <laughs> how do you expect people to believe that? What do they do with that information? What if I wore a body cam? And just recorded the entire thing. Holy fuck. Every time I think I know where this season's going. <laughs> oh my god. Can you roll pers- roll persuasion? Sure. It's not oh. something I'm good at, but sure. Holy shit. Uh, ten. No. Render <laughs> smacks the marker out of your hand you were using to write on the wall. <laughs> says, Trizzy, be Trizzy serious. Trizzy is unfortunately not around for Flash of Genius because there's still some Flash of Geniuses Dude, left. Hold on, do I do I even have one left? Let me see. <laughs> Can Trizzy just be walking by and be like, whoop? Nah, I'm, I'm full on Flash of Genius. <laughs> I think Buford would defend his plan. Like, look, it's it's an honest statement of, you. frankly, we could leak it as uh, a government secret, and that would honestly probably get people to believe it more than if we just outright said it. Ophelia says, who do you think I work for? Uh, a ice cream corporation. Exactly. <laughs> How do you think their stock price is going to fare if you have streamed footage of you killing people? Well, we don't really know that's exactly what's going to be occurring. And I did not... S- you can make a sizzle reel. You kill people constantly. Also, if we don't have the raw, uncut footage, people will just say it's doctored. We need the source footage, and you can't stop killing and maiming. Uh, I take objection to that. I have spared an unconscionable amount of people compared to my normal day-to-day routine. <laughs> you know that's worse, right? You know that's not a convincing. It's not persuasive that you were used to kill more people. Frankly, I think it's... <laughs> frankly, I agree. I should be killing more people than I am right now. Um, oh, my God. Look, <laughs> I, my job is to protect Lickums. If you want Gubbins Triple S to be the face of interdimensional murder, then that's on you and your investors. Okay, hold on. Let me let me think here. So her, her only concern is um, defending Lickums, really. That it's does she? I, I guess this has never been something I've directly asked. Does Ophelia care about the peace mission, or is she just here for Lickums? Roll insight. Seven. I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I think she's hard to read. I will say I asked Laura off camera. I said, okay, are you doing anything with Ophelia? Like her character arc? I don't know what's going to go. I feel because I just wanted the option that if something did threaten the Lickums brand, I wanted her to be able to like jump to its defense in a way that I wasn't comfortable with not asking for permission for. It, it's one of those, um, me and Austin deliberately didn't talk too much about character stuff of what we were doing with characters uh, in, in our own halves of the campaign other than to occasionally do what Austin did with Ophelia and go, do you have any plans that, like, I would be derailing if I were to do something wild with Ophelia? And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. You can have that one. <laughs> yeah. In character, Beaufort, you don't know exactly what her whole situation is. Just me and you sitting at a table, I will say that, you know, uh, HR works for the company, not for the employees. Their job is to protect them from legal li- you know, liability. So, mm-hmm. but okay. you don't know that. Um, I think Buford will pause it. I can take the heat for the head thing. That's fine. Um, that's the sort of thing my company... I mean, I've been murdering people all across the fringes of space for years under pretty known standards. Here's the thing. A lot of governments will allow it if you're getting rid of problem elements. Um, so I can pro- I can deal with that. <laughs> you probably shouldn't have mentioned that to me. I feel like... I killed pirates that attacked me. It's self-defense, completely legal. So I ripped them in half, big whoop. <laughs> I know, but a- asked under zone of truth if I know about that in a court of law, I now have to say yes. Like it, it, it helps if I can say I don't know, is all I'm saying. You don't confess to any other crimes in my office, please. Anyway, I can take that. <laughs> I can take any heat coming from going back in time and fighting my uh, and fighting our way through everything. What what are what are the other issues that she's she's dealing with? Frankly, I can probably spin it uh, for the reputation of the company as dealing with issues. Um, as for I don't know the black hole drive. That's I didn't do that. <laughs> what do you want me to say about this? No, I, I mean, didn't. I I didn't steal the ship's weapons and sell it for graphene. <laughs> Yeah, no, those are more of Trizzy's issues that she was just had on her mind. She doesn't really, you don't need to answer <laughs> Trizzy's actions. Um, but she, the other thing, yeah, the siding with uh, Dracus, what is that's her other con- concern. I mean, it's the PR is really Render. She's HR, but uh, they're just both in the meeting together. So, yeah, I think it's it's Render who's like, oh, you, you're making friends with the fucking enemy in the Civil War? What am I supposed to do about that? Isn't that, isn't that the literal purpose of this mission? Spin it like that, a a potential calming of tensions to work together for a shared goal. God damn it, that is a good... (laughs) Render and Austin say both, damn it. (laughs) That's a good point. Um, hmm. Yeah. doesn't matter the context. If we were able to meet peacefully and leave peacefully, good. Also, is there like HR um, um, confidentiality? Is HR confidentiality a thing? I cannot be compelled to share HR secrets. Well, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's, I, I like, listen, uh, I'm going to invoke my uh, war criminal and HR confidentiality here, uh, you know, just to make. Wasn't at war. <laughs> wasn't at war. It wasn't illegal. She is not legal counsel, so probably there's no confidentiality, and if there was, you would have had to sign it away to Lickums to be on their ship. <laughs> I know that's a cynical answer, but that, I think that's the truth. I, I mean, I, I, I trust that that is the truth, because you, you know, you were, you were a lawyer. 
Uh, well, you were like a legal person. I was legally a person, yeah. Um, but I think this is good. I think if if you're willing to take the heat for the decapitation stuff and take it to Gubbins, your your you know family's company, and if you can spin it, uh, you know that you allied with Dracus in the name of peace, I think that works. Especially with Cecilia's coded message, I think I would be a lot more hesitant without that to say that we can do this. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I, I think it also makes sense in care. Like Buf- Buford has been killing people for years. It's expressly what he does in the most brutal way possible. This is absolutely something that their legal team would be aware of and have to, to have contingencies for whether, and whether that is because they ship things that people probably don't want getting out that are being shipped for like, I don't know, a high profile clients, governments, et cetera or what have you, they have some way to leverage the situation to uh, to deal with it. There's going to be consequences, but he can manage it better than an ice cream company. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, so I think that works. Is there anything else you want to talk about or anything else you want to establish the scene before Yash wakes up? Uh, well, th- this isn't Buford's room, so he can't establish like another ant farm. Uh, I guess how far along his conversion is, I think by this point he's just like a little bit of torso and his head left. <laughs> okay. During this conversation, are you just like, uh, you know, switching out parts and tuning up after the fight? And it's just like, you, you, it's very obvious to the other people in this room that there's just like very little of, of, of flesh left. I think it, it probably makes more. This was probably done in like the last downtime that it just wasn't established. What Beaver's probably focusing on right now is preparing Wendy's prosthetic. That's like his his real concern. If he can't be, if he if he has no way to figure out exactly what happened uh, back in Seoul to make an action plan, then the immediate issue to deal with is the fact that Wendy has lost her wings. Yeah. I was gonna say they maybe roll for it, but I—I I mean, there's no time pressure necessarily, so I think you can just tinker. But that is—I do also just have a feature that does it. Well, there you go. I was gonna say that is a, a great segue because I, what I want for Saint Cecilia is to visit Wendy in the infirmary because you cut off her wings. Mm-hmm. I'd assume I'd already have just been there. I'm just waiting to make sure she wakes up. Yeah, that's like the cut is from Buford tinkering with some mechanical wings. To the the harsh uh, antiseptic lights of Med Bay, you sitting by the bed clearly have been there for a while. Um, like Lisa comes in and brings you coffee, uh, <laughs> pats your head, and walks back out. Blood, blood, coffee. <laughs> Bloffy, um, <laughs> zero effort. Which honestly, terrible brand name. <laughs> Nobody loves Bloffy, but it's all. It's really the only alternative on the market. Yeah, <laughs> clued. Um, Clued. I was literally thinking Clued. Uh, was the other one? Um, but yeah, Mathers is probably like uh, playing with some medical equipment in the background that he shouldn't be. <laughs> Just like sh- shooting lasers. Mathers got into the bl- the the IV blood bag. Yeah. <laughs> Just ra- raiding the uh, the blood stores like it's a snack pantry. Mm-hmm. Um, He's just having a good time. Mm-hmm. Ocean Slay, you know, uh, juice, you know. Uh, and Wendy just says. Cece, I'm going to kick your ass. Do oh, yeah? Let me add a... <laughs> uh, right, I don't think you're kicking a lot of ass right now. Brace yourself. I'm going to lean my face in. <laughs> she, wants to, she wants to go for a big hit. 21. She punches you square in the face. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 
I didn't know that was going to work, but that's very Does funny. she rage? And does... <laughs> <laughs> she's too tired to rage. Uh, she does punch you in the face. I think the way this works is uh, she's unarmed, so you just take her strength modifier, which is like, what, four damage? Okay. Uh, but yeah, she she's with her tiny hand, surprisingly uh, fierce punch to the face. She says, "You still got that, Keto? You know? Yeah. When I I'm gonna get a jetpack. I am gonna fly up your nose and into your body. I'm gonna get so wild in there, Cece. <laughs> gonna. Do you ever see the movie Blade? Where there's a there's a blood nightclub. I'm gonna do that to your insides." I mean, there's a lot of fiction that this involves people going inside of people, Muppet Babies, for one. But, you know, I guess you could have gone with that one. That's okay. I'm just happy to see that you seem to be in such good spirits. Call me Miss Frizzle, because I'm going to do the Magic School Bus episode where they go in that dude's body. And I'm going to go into every system so the kids can learn about it. And then I'm going out your butthole. I I was talking to Joe about this literally today. <laughs> oh my god. Going out my butthole? <laughs> <laughs> no, more specifically the Magic School Bus episode where they go out of kids' butthole, uh, but yes. <laughs> I mean, better, better that one than the one where they get jizzed on by the fish. Uh, that's the next time you piss me off, Cece. <laughs> I am glad to see that you are okay. Am I okay? I ain't got no wings. And I am sorry for that. It uh, was not intentional. Well, I was unconscious, so I didn't see. Was Cortazar cool, at least? <laughs> Did Coco kick a lot of ass? I bet it was really sick. No. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was very embarrassing. I don't want to lie to you, but I, I was told he was a clown going in, and he really lived up to it. You can't let me have anything. (laughs) I don't even think he threw out the shield. I think he just went straight down. Not even a change in management could save this character. He got knocked (laughs) out by his own shield. What a... Roll initiative, CC. I'm gonna beat your ass. (laughs) Uh, She tries to sit up and can't. I am sorry. I, uh... Did not want to do anything like that. It was a heat of moment. But uh, if I had been more skilled, perhaps it wouldn't have come to that. Well, at least you killed Dracus, right? Cecilia looks so <laughs> upset as she stares <laughs> off into the middle distance with that. Mathers, can you come here? <laughs> Can you eat CZ for me? <laughs> if we killed Drakus, the Resubian would have been destroyed. What? No, wouldn't you say it was me? You I that's the whole point. That's why we didn't tell you. We were we defected. We're bad guys. It's fine. This is the whole point. It's- it's not as clean and simple as saying I've defected, so no more heat on the Resubian. We have a whole PR department. It's like two guys. One. One of them left. Fuck. You haven't been paying attention. Dot's been gone for a while. Wait, what happened to Dot? <laughs> Dot left. Dot became an illiterate and peaced out. Oh my god. Living a pretty happy life. Oh my god. She still has my Yu Yu Hakusho DVDs. 
<laughs> Wait, do you know that Bill Webb's gone too? Yeah, well, yes, I was there for that. I just forgot about Dot loved me. I thought we were close. What the fuck? Oh. Well, I mean, I think she might have left you something. Uh, let me uh, check behind in the bag, and I want to like reach in and be like, and like get to a medical drawer and be like, she left you this medical tape said that you thought she would need it. Oh my god! For, for, first, I lose my wigs, and then Dracus is still alive, and now Dot's gone. Well, this has been the worst day of my life. If it helps, uh, we are actively attempting to undermine Dracus where we can. Yeah, I, you could have undermined him with a gun. Would that have been so much to ask? I wanted to. So you see, I just looks tired. <laughs> oh my god. I wasn't even conscious for the fight, so it doesn't count. You know that, right? You didn't beat me. I mean, it was also four on... She's about to say two, and then she stops and says, it was like a four on one, so the odds are really against you at that point. Oh my god, Coco getting washed. She absolutely did throw up a shield that blocks an attack, for the record. Then um, a shield got oh! shot, and the shield hit him in the face and knocked him out, you know? Sure, he definitely got a shield up. It's uh, that cool thing we all remember about Cortazar. <laughs> I want to rematch, CZ. Once you get your new wings, absolutely. Where am I going to get new wings? I believe uh, Buford is working on them already. He was taking measurements, so he either was getting ready for new wings or doing something creepy. I, It could be either. Oh my gosh. I bet it's wings. I'm almost positive it's wings. Thank the elder brain for Gub Gub. At least I have a real friend around here. I bet if he was there, he would have killed Dracus. There's no way he would have betrayed me and let Dracus live. All of us were there. It was myself. Oh my god! Frizzy, <laughs> Max. Give me a single thing, Cecilia! <laughs> I just don't see what really helps you by lying about this. <sighs> I mean... Is there anything you would like to tell us? I. It sounds like you've been working against the peace mission for a while. Yeah, to winning the war. I don't want a peace with these fucking assholes. I want to win. And then why are you on the Rezubian to begin with? Uh, because you have uh, resources that got me close to Dracus. Uh, literally, because I wanted the thing to happen that happened. Except for, at the literal last moment, no one pulled the trigger. Everything else went perfectly. You can't question the plan. The plan went great. You got mind controlled. Oh, details. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like you're playing the, the, the pretty big hole. If we weren't there, you'd just be Drake's slaves at this point. But I knew that Max and Gub Gub would come for me because they're real homies who would never cut off my wings. <laughs> so instead, so Wendy, instead of being like. I'll bring people to help me save the day. I'll I'll deliberately lose so that they'll come and save me, but not know that the what the plan is, and then I'll be upset at Did, them for not following the plan. I didn't tell them. Wendy is just yelling. I didn't get owned. I didn't get owned. Sinking <laughs> <laughs> further and further into a corn cob. <laughs> it really, all went to plan if you think about it. If we think about it, it went by without a so, hitch. Someone needs to tell her that she's given up big Cortazar energy right now. 
Oh. <laughs> oh no. You see in her medical charts, uh, Dr. Joven has wrote corn cob and underlined it. <laughs> uh, Wendy, I feel as though you thought you had like a great plan, but unfortunately, none of us were filled in. And when we tried to connect with you, you sent us flying into space. What? I didn't send anyone into space. We tried to board your ship, and you sent us packing. Okay, that didn't happen to me, so you realized that wasn't me, right? So you were already mind-controlled before you even got there, then? No, I got there- okay. I got there, and I shot him, and then, uh, that's the last thing I remember. So anything that happened after that wasn't me. You, w Wendy- yeah, Wendy got into the room, shot Dracus in the face, and then Dracus just mind-hopped into- into their bodies, and got back in the thumper. <laughs> then they went back into space? <laughs> yeah, to kill you all. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that is unfortunate. Um, I guess since we're already ripping off band-aids, I think Rommel's dead, so it's uh, giving you the heads up on that. Oh my god. Did he say anything cool when he died? Was Does it, like, tell, <laughs> tell Wendy... I was wrong, and a big doo-doo head. Um, do I need to the human role history check? I don't remember if he said anything. I just remember us describing him dying a bunch of different ways. <laughs> no, I think it's funny here if Cecilia straight up doesn't remember. Cecilia <laughs> yeah. just like, uh, you know, he might have said something, but we kind of like drop kicked him into space, and he went flying pretty quickly. We were on the train at that point. I gave you like five chances to lie to save my feelings, Cece, and you just you swerved every single one of them. You you yeah. were like Cortazar feels... with a shield, blocking every single thing perfectly and yeah. handsomely. <laughs> I wish Cortazar did that. I just feel like lies are like a bad thing to to have. We should have the truth between us, you know. I mean, how does this end now, Cece? I have to I have to destroy you. <laughs> Try me. Why me in particular? Oh, I'm sorry. Did, is there somebody else who cut off my wings? I mean, you can have a grudge, I guess. That's like a thing that I've had before. Um, but, you know, it's kind of tacky at this point. I think your focus should be on trying to help out the resistance as much as possible. Okay, well then that sounds like you're asking for stakes of the duel we're gonna have. If you win, I can help the resistance. What happens if I win? Uh, what would you like? I would like you to bend oh. bend over backwards and kiss your own butt. <laughs> can I pick up a pillow and just push it over? Cecilia should totally take this fight because without wings, Wendy now has to use the um that weapon that no one uses in D D because if you can't fly, it sucks to use. Uh huh. Uh, I mean, do you jokingly put a pillow on top of her? Yeah, I want to show how easily she's defeated at this point. Uh, oh, what? A, what a champ. Uh huh. I mean, I I don't know. I I think Wendy <laughs> has a lot of very bad points, but I also think her uh, anger is reasonable. I think she, I don't think she's being completely out of pocket. Fine, fine. Once you get you know rested and you get your strength back, because otherwise it's just not even the fair contest. All right, it's a deal. Cortazar is a witness. Cortazar is extremely unconscious. <laughs> yeah, he's. <laughs> 
He's really, he's really thriving right now. There's, there's a moment where Tate Cecilia's like, I know he's not dying, but pulling the plug does feel like mercy at this point. <laughs> yeah, you, you pull the plug and, and nothing turns off because it does, he's not hooked up to anything. <laughs> like, like, damn, the, the heart rate monitor just plugged into something to make it seem like he's on, he's about to die. It's just like, can I like do suggestion? Like, get rid of the shields. It's not working. Do something else, like hypnosis while he's unconscious. <laughs> I like the idea of Cecilia after this scene is over, you leave, uh, and Mathers knocks something off a high shelf and it falls, and then uh Cortazar, unconscious but reflexes so honed, blocks it perfectly with a shield. <laughs> you had to roll to do that, because I don't believe it otherwise. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, and if he fails, he knocks that fucking thing into his face and knocks himself even more unconscious. <laughs> All right, yes, perfect. Uh, it's going to be a dexterity saving throw. Uh, yeah, but the, the idea is like he's actually extremely good, but just not when anybody's watching. All right, what, what should be the DC for this? 15. He needs a shot. The guy needs a win. All right, here we go. 18! Barely, but all right. Good job, bud. The the only person that sees this, Barry. Only one. Okay. Um, All right. You all get a message from Captain Slack Demil. Attention, Tully's monsters. Yaush is awake and ready to talk. I think there's like a moment where Saint C is like, oh, right. I think that's me. I don't... Yeah, I think that's the team name I'm on the right now. Uh-huh. Mathers picks you up and floats <laughs> towards the room. Yeah, I'm actually, like, tired. Like, Sansa C is, like, I mean, she has a level of exhaustion, but I think she does just seem, like, drained mentally at this point. Yeah, it's been a long arc. Um, you all get to the room that used to belong to Dot. Um, it's still decorated very uh, garishly. A lot of it's like a hot topic in here. Uh, Yaush is in the bed. He's a big orb, so he, he's laying strangely, but he is just like weeping blood now constantly. Just like even if he during his conversation, whenever he talks, like that is just happening. Hey, how are you feeling, buddy? Never been better. Ready to take you out. All, all seven, however many, blurry vision. I'm unstoppable and invincible. Hey, can we can we just we we should probably just start with this. We know we know what your plan is. Congratulations! Now you know I can't be stopped, and now we're all on the same side, beholders and soul, hand in hand for all time. I don't know. I'm looking at you right now. You do. You, you look like you could be stopped. Wait, 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 wait. Hand in hand. I mean, I, I, does, is, is that meant to be like a metaphor on your part there, or it's just a? <laughs> he shoots a fucking beam at you. <laughs> Go ahead, and roll the beam. Go ahead, do I hope it. It's a death ray. It's a dexterity saving throw from you. Actually, is what it is. Uh, okay, okay. Let me go ahead and let me go ahead and get the uh, <laughs> character sheet pulled up here so I can die uh, from this. Uh, let's see here. Here we go. Dexterity saving throw. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twenty-one. 
All right, uh, yeah, you you save whatever the ray that was. Uh, it shoots harmlessly into the wall, completely destroys uh, like a big ch- Pikachu plush. <laughs> it's death ray disintegrates it. Uh, I'll just ask the question, Yash. Yash, do you know what an inevitable is? Uh, uh yeah, the fucking the uh, clocks, the really angry clocks. They shoot lasers. So you think, in your current state, you can go back, save all of reality, and defeat whatever comes to kill you. And get the word out that you did it. Oh no, I never thought of that before. I guess I changed my mind. You're right. Fucking Jagoff. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you have been watching too much edgy anime, young man, and I'm going to turn off the TV. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh no, I was just getting to the good part. The bounce will come back later. Right now we need to have a conversation. <laughs> Listen, and all of inevitable... their wild hairstyles are doing something to your imagination. Listen, when the inevitables come, the entire soul system will fly to my aid. They'll trip over themselves to defend me. They're strong, but they're not inevitable. It's kind of in the name, they, friend. Yeah, they kind of literally are, though. Yeah, you know what else is inevitable is all the nukes of your navy. So I'm sure they'll figure it out. I, I okay. Well, yeah, you 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 sort of implying that we can't go back and save the world. You don't know how. Like if we can, we can work it out. Just go back and go. Hey, d- don't fuck up the markets or whatever. Uh, blood spraying all over the bed with that laugh Uh, just like you're watching a dying man he has a huge gouge in the side of the head where away team tried to rip open his skull this is like the it's like actively like really upsetting to watch him die as he says this to you he says you don't know where to go you don't know what to do you can't do it without me (laughs) and even if even if we bring you back you are literally minutes from death so like if you want Soul to be saved, just tell us what to do to save Soul, and we prevent you from dying in agony, I guess. <laughs> no, that's the funny thing. Is your next quest. You have to save my life. How do we do that? That's If I knew, I wouldn't be here bleeding everywhere. That's your problem. And, like, give us any reason to believe you know what we would need to know to save the world. (laughs) This is the great thing about the situation, is I don't have to prove anything to you. You don't have any leverage. If I die, you and everyone here dies. That's... I've I've already won! I think we have the leverage that is, if we kill you, you don't use the having traveled back in time to like completely rewrite time and we still get to take like a pretty good stab at trying to save the world ourselves it feels like we have an alternative option mm. <laughs> uh it's so cute that you're trying it's adorable i i tried to tell the other beholders that the other species have value and they don't believe me but look you're so funny well, you should, I swear you deserve to live. You're amusing. I don't... Uh, they'll probably never agree with me, but I, I really believe it in my heart. Hold, hold on a second. 
you so you've talked to other beholders. In fact, we've seen this. Other beholders don't care about your plan. If we save you, why don't you just fuck off? This is all starting because you've been hurt, lashing out at everything, and trying this, frankly, insane scheme to bring a species that doesn't seem to want to join the fold into the fold. Who hurt me, Buford Gubbins? Yeah, Mind Flayers. Then you know why. I'm not gonna stop. I'm not gonna stop until I'm in every single one of their brains, too. I'm going fully balls deep in their brain meat. So you want to be a mind witness? <laughs> as as you say that, like just uh, you know, uh, some kind of ooze or pus or something coming out of the wound, and he says, "That seems like it's already starting. It might be out of my hands, Doctor." Uh, Max just bites their tongue at the hands comment there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't stop doing. I can't stop doing fucking uh, idiom idioms. I was gonna say instead of balls deep, he should have said stalks deep. I'm gonna be stalks deep in their brain matter. <laughs> so here, here's a here's a question. Um, Beaver, his whole thing is cybernetic shit. Could we extract the tadpole from his head? And then Buford just tries to rebuild the rest of his brain with cybernetics. Uh, it's possible it would be uh, a, there would be roles involved, and I I would be pretty hard for me to say anything. But like a failure just means the campaign ends and everyone dies, which I don't like to do. But uh, it feels like the, being <laughs> honest with the fiction. So I would say probably last resort. So, you, brass tacks. Do you actually believe any beholders are going to... F- what? So... But hold on. Yeah. Hmm. How do I want to put this? We, we've established that pretty much all of their... Like, are there any beholders that actually want to join him that we've gathered? Because the only one we've met was Beshk, and Beshk only did it because he was physically threatened. I would say, yeah, it's a, it's a very fringe political uh, ideology to trying to have any kind of cooperation. I'm not going to say there's none because they're all think, mm-hmm. thinking sapient beings, but it's polls very low. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like, yeah, he just wants to kill illithids. Um, I mean, I, no, we, we'd already pitched. Why don't you just join Grice and kill Dracus? Part, part of my thought like, is just like the, the idea is that you go into the past and you kind of rewrite you know, things. So you're basically past lighting things in order to make people in the future just be on board by just, oh, yeah, this is how things are, you know? So... It's a temporal ga- temporal gaslighting. I'm sort of framing this as in my head as to what the plan is. You and everyone you know and all your ancestors and all your future progeny will love beholders. You'll worship us and we will tolerate you. It's like having an annoying <sighs> yappy dog. It'll be cute. Are you even going to make merchandise like 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 little plushes and stuff? Really sounded like a mind flayer there, friend. Yeah, Yash, you're uh, really not doing a great job of suggesting this is a better plan for us than just winging it and hoping we can fix time ourselves. Like, you've given us literally no reason to believe you have any knowledge that is going to help us save time. All that you have given us is, oh yeah, if, if you go with me, 
you know, you'll all you'll all be obedient to the beholders. You know, you could, you know, tell us anything that suggests that you actually know anything that helps us. Uh, <laughs> Yowish puts like two eyeballs up in your face. Uh, Trizzy like really close to the end of the socks and just whispers, "Suck my balls." <laughs> Wait, I have a I have a question here. We're dealing with a potential like time loop scenario, right? Um, where we're trying to our goal is to try to grandfather uh, paradox ourselves into here. Um. Or, well, I, I guess this is the sort of nature of like a time travel thing of like, when does it actually occur? Um, I'm wondering if there is evidence in the universe of what Yaush has theoretically already done in the past, or that Yaush has already like gone back in time and then fully seramorphosis did. Oh shit! Fuck me! This is like your third thing today that I've just that blindsided me. Yeah, if, yeah if, I'm wondering if we can detect effectively like a massive elder brain yeah. that isn't normal. Or, or I suppose the question is, can we tell if we've already defeated Yaush in the past? Yeah. So if this is already a stable time loop, you've already gone back and saved the world. The blackout is actually you in the back back in history then uh there would be something i you know what i think that's an option um i i think specifically uh can we can i get a roll here about this because i actually have an idea mm -hmm. that occurs to me on the along these yeah. lines i think buford would say to yaush if the, your plan is to go back in time and change everything shouldn't you be seeing the effects already yeah, can I get intimidation to drive the point home? Because right now he's just like, okay. he's just like, whatever, you can't do anything to me. I'm untouchable. Fuck you. Suck my balls. His eyeballs, to be clear. Uh, All right. So let's get intimidation. Yeah, I'm going to lick those eyeballs. Uh, give me a, I'm going to need that fla uh, flash of genius, Trizzy. Oh, have that flash of, have <laughs> uh, that's, that's a two. Oh, um, I can't give you more than one flash, can I, at a time? No. Nah. <laughs> I can put guidance on myself, but that doesn't matter. Uh, intimidation. Mm. Okay. That's a 16 from Max there. A 17 <laughs> from Trizzy. Flash of Genius that to a 20 uh to a 22. Actually, yeah, you know what? Flash of Genius that to a, a 23. Uh 23, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 2023. All right. Uh so we'll need to paint this picture in a second here. I I my thought is that basically now there's two possible uh, missions here. There's going to the planet of the Surlons, try to see what they know, and they see the you know the homeworld of the Formith. Or two, which is that when you say to Yaush that why isn't there any proof that you've already saved the world in this timeline, he could say, oh, well, if I got back from that adventure and I had saved uh, Beholder Kind, I know where I would go. I'll, I'll send you there. Do you want to check and see if future me is there? Only if you come with us. <laughs> Deal. You're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna need you. Someone's gonna have to probably help me breathe soon. So you're, one of you is gonna have to be on chest compression duty. I don't have a chest. You're gonna squeeze my ball. <laughs> it's got to be a better mm, way to phrase that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Orb? Uh, can we say orb sphere, maybe? <laughs> yeah, get, get a good squeeze on this orb. 
Uh, what is what is the yeah? What's this intimidation look like? Because you you succeed, okay? So we're giving you some options here. Uh, what his, his pitch was, you know, save my life. Go on a quest to figure out how to keep me from dying. That was one. Then uh, Max rolled really well. Got a second option. Go to the planet of the Surlons. Ask them what they're up to. Although you know they're they seem to be bad dudes who are building a bad army. So that's you know scary. And now there's a third option. Uh, go to Yaush's uh, home. He's actually he's gonna tell you now that like I would have gone. Back to where all beholder kind started, our home planet, and uh, that's the third option for how to proceed. Well, getting him off the Rizubian is like the number one priority. That that immediately stops having our entire crew be held hostage. That makes sense. Uh, he is uh, reticent to give up that leverage, but you did roll really well. So also probably hard to think when you were just dying literally yeah hours maybe from dying well if i may make a suggestion i think the threat the bigger threat to him is that the only way you can confirm that your current plan works is proof that you survived it already yeah or else you have to change your plan you might want to bring a first aid kit I don't know how much more time I have. My bandages. Mathers pops up. <laughs> Can Mathers be like, hey, dad? And just like put little like <laughs> band-aids on him. Absolutely, yeah. The, the last image of the episode is just putting uh, cute little sticker bandages. Uh, what? What's on them? Uh, is it Sailor Moon characters? Is it Luna? Luna uh, they're hot dogs. They're all shaped like little hot dogs. He's like, <sighs> you need to wean them for your eye stock. And then he puts it like right over the eye. Not intentionally. He's just like, that's where it looks like it hurts. <laughs> okay. uh, can, I, can, I make, can I make one more suggestion? Uh-huh. Uh, I think Buford says, don't worry. I think I can keep you alive. And then the camera pans down to the fucking werewolf regeneration syringe he's been carrying around for like three arcs. I do want, I do think that Max would want to pull everyone aside for a moment away from Yaush for just a moment to disclose what they had learned from the Warforged about how supposedly the Surlons know what has happened at Seoul. Basically, they know, they know what has happened so that could give us a lead if we want to go back in time to win slash where we want, we are aiming to go. But they don't want to say that around Yaush because they don't know whether or not Yaush knows what happened in the past or not. So that was just sort of my rationale for that exchange there. Look, this will get a bit confusing for me. Uh, once once we know where and when we want to go and why, just like point me at a day and time and I, I'm pretty sure I can wrangle this thing to get us there. Oh, that's... I'm not worried about that necessarily. I'm just like, if we were going to have... I guess... Do we leave Yaush in one location and head straight for the Surlons to figure out what's going on? Or I guess that's what we're gonna have to do, right? I think I think I think one thing at a time. Let's let's work out whether we've already fucked up and the beholders are already on the path to completely being in charge of all of reality. Mm-hmm. Let's work out whether that's already happened or not. Right, right. 
I need to stop thinking. I keep thinking about paradoxes I could create. If, if this is, <laughs> if, if the villain's plan has already happened, I keep thinking of ways that I could stop the villain's plan that has already happened from happening. I need to not think about this because I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck up time so bad. I'm gonna fuck up time so much if you let me think about it. <laughs> um, tell me where to go and I'll do it. Right, right. Well, I don't know where or when yet, but I, I, all I'm saying is that I, I have a potential lead for us to figure that out. Okay. So, well, let's. When, when, when you, when you know. Let me know. Until then, I will try and resist thinking about how I could stop a thing that has already happened. Because that just seems really fun. <laughs> I think Cecilia is, is, is there for the conversation and kind of just seems kind of uh, quiet to it, like processing more information on top of things and just sort of uh, kind of gives like a... Uh, like that's okay uh as she's like adding like another <laughs> layer to this mission that already still feels a little overwhelming to her it's a lot right it's it's a lot <laughs> i i signed up for a peace mission it, this is uh super heroics you know i would have done different regiment of training to prepare for this right. i i i i thought i was just making a cool ship that was going to fly through space and time like for fun recreational purposes i was not ready for consequences <laughs> uh yeah so i think the way this goes is everyone like shuffles out of the room uh and Buford like goes to leave um and then he just lets the door shut with a, i believe we've established it's a lightning crack sound effect is that it a, a scary lightning sound effect i think that's one of the options you can set it to B Buford's gonna turn to Yaush and um, he he sort of looks at him for a second uh, before detaching his mask and kind of slumping down into I guess a beanbag chair. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a bit it's a big Snorlax. Yeah, um, and he like he tenses uh, uh, he's like knits his fingers together and uh, rests his elbows on his knees and says, "I'm gonna offer you something here." Uh, something that was never afforded to me. I'm just gonna talk to you. Nobody's ever talked to you before? Why wasn't that afforded to you? Your culture is so cruel. More like, how would I put this? I think I might be one of the few people around here that has any inkling of an, of an idea of what you're going through right now. Oh, because you you save your sister like a hero the way I'm trying to save all beholders. We have a we have a heroic bond. No. You were hurt worse than you could have ever possibly imagined. And you took that pain and you took that anger and you made it into a weapon. And now you're taking it out on everyone who could have possibly ever hurt you. I thought you did that to yourself. Like gesturing with eye stalks to all your uh, cybernetic enhancements. I, did, I didn't do any of this. Pointing to his uh, head wound. Well, I guess he did. Never mind. I guess he did zap himself trying to get the tadpole out. Mm -hmm. But you know what I mean. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and uh, to that, Buford says, no, 
just like you, I added this. And then he's going to um, uh, click his, uh, something on his shoulder to detach his arm uh, and point to his like original burn scars from when he first lost it and said, this is what was done to me. Were you also captured by mind flares and experimented on, or you stayed out under the Martian sun too long? I can't tell from over here what the burns are. There was a pirate ro roaming around the wastes when uh, I was young. Hit my ship. I was about, I don't know, 13 at the time. It was all hands on deck. We hid in the cargo hold. Details don't matter. He got me around the neck. He's choking the life out of me. And then I saw he had a grenade on his waist. Uh, then I saw... He had a grenade on his uh, little utility belt, and I pulled the pin. Hands are wasted on humans. If I had hands, oh, the strategies I could have employed. <sighs> what you needed is some eye stalks. Very flexible. You could have shot behind yourself. Yes, I could have. I woke up a month later in a hospital... And I told myself I was never going to let this happen again. So I fought for a while. Killed everything that stood in my way. I ripped out every little piece of weakness and fear. Placed it with steel. Told myself if they just left me alone, I'd be happy. Two decades later, they finally stopped fighting me. And I had no idea what to do with my life. So I'm not trying to judge you, not trying to change your plans. You succeed at this. You kill every mind flayer, make them part of you, whatever your end goal is. You've taken over the galaxy. Are you really going to be happy? How funny would it be if Yasha's like, no, damn, you're right, I'll never be happy. Ne never mind, forget this, credits roll. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes um, you've got to at least attempt talk no jutsu. You got you got to try and and just talk the problem away. Yeah, I don't I don't think Buford's even trying to really talk him out of it. He's uh, on some level trying to be like, does Yash know something that he doesn't? Like in a way to like, is he? Will Yaush figure out the answer to the problem that he fucked up? I think Yaush says, I think you just misunderstand. I'm not trying to take over the galaxy. When I succeed, they'll, they'll try to give it to me. I won't need to take anything. And when I'm gone, they'll build statues of me. Every beholder thinks it's the epitome of beholder kind. But I'm the only one who's right. <laughs> but are you going to be happy? No. But it won't matter. I'll win. Yeah. I thought that too. And he's just going to leave the room. <laughs>